Happy Taco Tuesday to everyone out there. It's also Cinco de Mayo today. What a nice change of pace in all of this, isn't it? Thank you for tuning in to the 4 p.m. newscast on Latinal HD3. I'm a stubborn Reynoso, and however you're celebrating, we hope you stay safe. Let's take a look at your top stories for today. So phase two of reopening California will begin on Friday. Governor Gavin Newsom said in a press conference Monday that new changes will be coming to the state. Newsom said on Twitter Monday that retailers selling sporting goods, clothing, books, music, toys, and flower shops will be able to offer curbside pickup. He also says the manufacturers of these products will be allowed to return, but offices, restaurants, and shopping malls will still be closed. Los Angeles Mayor Eric Garcetti says the timeline of reopening some of the businesses is unclear amid Newsom's announcement of Phase 2. Gavin Newsom announced that California will move to Phase 2 of reopening the state plan starting Friday. But Garcetti says the city is not ready. Phase 2 will allow low-risk workplaces to continue to operate with modifications to prevent COVID-19. Los Angeles County Department of Public Health Director Barbara Ferrer says the county will start to allow certain businesses to open as soon as it is safe to do so. Garcetti says if the county reopens the businesses too soon, it would make the social distancing go to waste and the businesses will have to close again if the coronavirus spreads and cases start to increase again. He will announce this week in detail what businesses can reopen and how, only if the health professionals are comfortable with him saying so, and if the county and neighborhood cities agree. Orange County has an increase of 69 confirmed coronavirus cases and four deaths in one day. The county now has a total of 2,872 cases and 61 deaths. Hospitalized patients from hospital increased from 169 on Monday to 202 on Tuesday, and the intensive care patients rose from 52 to 62. 39,000 people in the county have been tested for the virus. Men make up for 54% of the cases and 57 percent of the deaths, followed by 37 percent of whites and 33 percent of Latino deaths in the county. Controversy continues over the beaches in Orange County. San Clemente and Laguna Beach have reached a deal to reopen their beaches on a limited basis. Newport Beach has also submitted a proposal to allow active use. Huntington Beach City Council members are debating possible options. Huntington Beach Mayor Lynn Semeta tells Fox News the people of Orange County need their beaches. Very, very important to us to get those beaches open. You know, it's such an important part of who we are as a city. People enjoy the beaches. It's wonderful for, for, for your mental health. One option is to appeal the denial of a temporary of a temporary restraining order against Newsom's beach closure. The other is to submit a plan for reopening beaches with activities like jogging, swimming and walking, sunbathing or sitting on the sand would be prohibited. Orange County Supervisor Don Wagner is pushing for the reopening of businesses there. Wagner believes businesses can start reopening if they adhere to approved guidelines developed by county officials. But those, the guidelines, have created some confusion among businesses. Some owners say they reopened their businesses and then received a warning from the Orange County Health Care Agency. Several city officials believed that the guidelines were to get businesses ready to reopen, but only after the stay-at-home order was lifted by the state. Newsom says the state will announce its new guidelines later this week for lower-risk retail businesses to reopen.
Former vaccine director alleges coronavirus alerts were neglected and files for a whistleblower complaint. The former Biochemical Advanced Research and Development Authority, Dr. Rick Bright, alleges his warnings for COVID-19 were ignored, and his urge for a treatment favored by President Trump was the reason for his removal. Bright's complaint states he raised awareness and concerns about the U.S. preparedness for the coronavirus since January, but were ignored by the Department of Health and Human Services leaders. He alleges disputes with HHS leadership about the virus and was later excluded from COVID-19 related meetings. Bright is seeking his position as BARDA's leader and asking for a full investigation. He has led BARDA since 2016 and was assigned to a position at the National Institutes of Health last month. Well, federal labor Federal labor market data shows college students majoring in certain subjects are more likely to not have a job right away or not be prepared for their real job. KCSN reporter Haiti Tobar has the story. According to a New York Federal Reserve Bank report, the unemployment rate for recent college graduates who majored in areas such as liberal arts, criminal justice, and philosophy are higher than those in health services, engineering, and finance. Some graduate and get jobs lower than their academic or experience level because it's better than being unemployed. Those who are between 22 and 27 years old, with a bachelor's degree or higher, have a harder time paying for the student loans after college if they can't find a job. Statistics show last year about 25% of those with loans failed to make a payment. Many young people have to work one or multiple side gig jobs to afford living expenses. Erin Eleniak is a grad student at CSUN working on her master's degree in visual arts with a concentration in ceramics. Her career goal is to become an arts ceramics professor. She says working as a bartender fits into her class schedule and pays well. It's flexible. I can work on the weekends. You know, I, I make a good amount of money in a small period of time, so it works out really well for going to school. Whether working as a barista at a cafe, as a ride-sharing driver, or a cashier at a store. These types of employment sometimes can become more than just a temporary job. CSUN economics professor David Factor says the State Employment Development Department website is a good resource to better understand and decide between different occupations with bright futures. You can look up jobs. It will give you market wages by county for lots of jobs, and it will also tell you what the job prospects over the next 10 years look like. Current students should take advantage of campus activities that will better equip them with skills. Most universities have events for students to connect with professionals and learn more about what they really want to do in life. And academic counselors can guide them while exploring career options. CSUN Career Center's Assistant Director Patricia Gaynor says self-reflection gives students the opportunity to discover their own passion. You also need to know yourself. You need to start be learning about your own values, what's important to you. Industry-related projects train students in class to be ready for the job market. But students can also gain transferable skills by being a part of a school professional club or organization. While waiting for that ideal job opportunity, college students and recent graduates can build more career experience from working in any position or volunteering, no matter their major. I'm Haiti Tobar for KCSN News. After President Trump criticized private schools for taking loans from the Paycheck Protection Program aid, Brentwood School had decided to return the money. School officials say they returned the money so that it can be given to others who are in greater need of assistance. The loans are meant to help small businesses pay workers' salaries during the economic crisis. Other Los Angeles-area private schools like Harvard-Westlake and Crossroads did not apply for the Paycheck Protection Program loans.
The LA County Supervisor has urged Metro to require face coverings for everyone riding buses and trains in order to protect drivers and passengers from the coronavirus. Metro has been giving bus drivers the responsibility of deciding whether or not to allow passengers on board without face masks or face coverings. Supervisor Janice Hahn says that policy is a threat to the health of the bus drivers and passengers. Metro is requiring all bus operators to use a transparent protective barrier to isolate themselves. As of yesterday, Metro had confirmed 57 coronavirus cases among, amongst its employees. Seven of them are bus drivers. The shelter in place due to COVID-19 has messed with the economy in many places. KCSN's Iana Aplanquetels says that in L.A. County, losing tourism might hurt in the long run. The Los Angeles County tourism industry set records in 2019, but it will see a dramatic upset this year due to the COVID-19 pandemic. The data compiled by Tourism Economics on behalf of the Los Angeles Tourism Convention Board and Visit California showed that visitors spent $24.7 billion on tourism in 2019, generating $37.8 billion in total economic impact. Tourism supports millions of jobs in Los Angeles County. I'm Ayana Apwan-Kettles for KCSN News. Two more LAPD employees have tested positive for COVID-19. The department says that brings the total of confirmed cases within the LAPD to 94. 39 of those have recovered and returned to work and no one is hospitalized. The LA Fire Department has reported 24 members have tested positive. Of those, 17 have recovered and are already returning to work. And seven continue to self-isolate themselves at home. The air quality that Californians are enjoying during this stay-at-home order could possibly become the norm. Researchers at UCLA say the pandemic is an opportunity to make necessary changes in environmental policy. Their new study offers a roadmap for state and local policymakers to use existing policies and technologies to reach net zero emissions by the year 2050. They say doing this would prevent 14,000 premature deaths caused by air pollution and save the economy billions in health care costs. A nurse at Kaiser Medical Center in Baldwin Park is suing her employer and the maker of a hospital disinfectant. She says the disinfectant left her with breathing problems, headaches, and nausea. The, the allegations made by the nurse include negligence, strict liability, and both intentional and net negligent misrepresentation. Kaiser says it has no comment on the case. The nurse is also suing Oxyside one-step disinfectant. The top attorneys for California's largest cities joined California Attorney General Xavier Becerra today to announce a lawsuit against Uber and Lyft. The lawsuit claims the companies misclassified their drivers as independent contractors instead of employees. Los Angeles City Attorney joined Becerra and the attorneys of San Diego and San Francisco in the lawsuit. The attorney said that classifying drivers as independent contractors deprives them of workplace protections. They claim that since the passage of Assembly Bill 5 and under California's unfair competition law, Uber and Lyft have not classified their employees as full-time. The attorney general and city attorneys are seeking $2,500 for each violation. Fifteen children in New York City have been hospitalized with a mysterious illness believed to be linked to COVID-19. The children ages range from 2 to 15 years old and have shown symptoms consistent with other inflammatory illnesses such as Kawasaki disease and toxic shock-like syndrome. 
Dr. Jane Newberger, director of Boston Children's Hospital, says they are still working it out and understanding the syndrome and are concerned that it can probably be a post-immune reaction to COVID-19. Children have had fevers and elevated levels of inflammation throughout their bodies. Some have been admitted to pediatric intensive care units, but no deaths have been reported. That's the good thing. A new COVID-19 testing center will open tomorrow at a sports center in the city of Hawthorne. The test is completely free and only available by appointment online or by phone. The testing site will also be available to neighboring communities such as Lawndale, Lenox, El Segundo, West Athens, and other South Bay cities. Governor Newsom said the new testing center is a vital component to reopening Hawthorne, L.A. County, and eventually the state of California. New COVID-19 testing sites are opening in South L.A. and Hawthorne. Testing is free and again available only by appointment on the website. It is available to anyone if they do not have symptoms of the virus, even if you don't have symptoms. Although anyone can get tested, priority will still be given to people displaying those symptoms and to frontline care workers such as healthcare professionals and first responders. The pandemic has people inside on Friday and Saturday nights, and local music clubs are struggling with the loss of revenue. Local clubs reached out to supporters in hopes of pressuring Congress to provide financial support. They asked supporters to visit the association's website and add their support by reaching out to elected representatives in Washington, D.C. Government officials are braced for what's likely to be a historic report on unemployment. The first part of the job report is the payroll survey. It's expected to show the U.S. economy lost 21.5 million jobs in April. The second part is the population survey. It's expected to show the unemployment rate soared to 16.1% just last month. U.S. Secretary of Labor Eugene Scalia says the country will be able to bounce back from all of this. We got to this point by a completely different route than in past economic downturns. There was not some fundamental underlying weakness. We had a really strong economy. These were public health measures. Those measures are now gradually and thoughtfully being lifted, which gives me reason for confidence in a rebound that's different than what we've seen in the past. For the last two weeks of every month, a group of contractors at different locations in the U.S. sit and answer questions from different businesses. The data they collect will eventually be turned into the official job report. The Supreme Court is on its second day of hearing arguments by phone due to the coronavirus pandemic. Monday was the first time the members of court of the court had heard arguments by phone. They also allowed the world to listen in live for the first time. The court urged lawmakers lawyers, excuse me, to make arguments to use a landline instead of a cell phone to prevent any glitches. After today's case, the the justices will have four scheduled days of arguments. Among the eight cases being heard is President Trump's bid to keep his financial records private. Well, in Michigan, officials say three family members have been charged in the killing of a security guard. Prosecutors say one man got into a fight with the security guard at a family dollar store after his daughter was ordered to wear a mask into the store and refused. The family reportedly left the store at first, but then came back about 20 minutes later to continue the fight. Michigan State Police say the security guard died at the hospital after he was shot in the head. Store surveillance video shows the entire incident. Just put your mask on, people. One of Europe's leading global airlines is losing $1 million an hour due to the economic crisis of the pandemic. Lufthansa is settling terms with the government with the German government on a rescue deal that would help the airline avoid bankruptcy. They are negotiating a $10.8 billion bailout 
That would also give the government 25.1% of the company and a spot on its supervisor board. Analysts say government interference could result in as many as 10,000 job cuts. The company already reduced working hours to more than 80,000 of its employees. Venezuelan President Nicolas Maduro says two American mercenaries have been apprehended after a failed coup, what he suspected as a failed coup attempt, launched over the weekend. However, President Trump has denied any U.S. involvement in the incident. Maduro brandished what he claimed were the U.S. passports and driver's license of the two men, along with what he said were their ID cards for Silver Corps, a Florida-based security service company. Reuters reports Juan Guiado and the opposition leader, who is recognized by the U.S. and more than 50 countries as Venezuela's interim president, denied any connection to Silver Corps on Monday. Dockweiler Beach recently experienced a red tide and where the algae in the ocean lights up the waves. KCSN reporter Nicholas Gar- Gargilio describes what he saw. This is Nicholas Gargiulo with a coronavirus lifestyle update. I recently drove down to Dockweiler Beach for a date. Me and my girlfriend haven't gone out for some time thanks to the coronavirus. The beach was closed, of course, but there were still a few people gathered on the street. We were all looking at the ocean. Whenever the waves crashed, they started to glow bright neon blue. Apparently, a certain type of algae has a defense mechanism that makes them glow when they're disturbed. It was a beautiful sight to see. The entire shore turned bright blue as the waves broke against the beach. For a while, I forgot we were in the middle of a pandemic. I'm Nicholas Gargiulo for KCSN News. We're all looking for those little escapes, Nico. Nice job. YouTube is creating a virtual video graduation ceremony, including commencement addresses delivered by former President Barack Obama and Michelle Obama. The special on YouTube is called Dear Class of 2020. It will also feature other celebrities like BTS, Lady Gaga, former Secretary of State Condoleezza Rice, and many more. The Obamas will each deliver an individual commencement speech. The full schedule for Dear Class of 2020 will be available on the Learn at Home site beginning on May 17th. Graduates will also be able to get a shout-out during the show once they sign their name on the Dear Class 2020 shout-out board. Well, baseball is back! Just not in the U.S. The Korean Baseball Organization of or KBO League is partnering with ESPN to air some of their games in the United States. The KBO had their season delayed by the COVID-19 pandemic, but began play yesterday as they plan to still play their full 144-game season. The league is made up of just 10, game, 10 teams as the Kiwoom Heroes are in first place with their 11-2 victory over the Kia Tigers, who are last place in the league. There are even a few former MLB players in the league, so let's take a listen. First pitch of opening day in the Korea Baseball Organization, ball one. You're watching the NC Dinos and the Samsung Lions. The NC Dinos went on to shut out the Samsung Lions 4-0. ESPN will broadcast one game per day as they do play as they do not play on Mondays besides opening day. Well, now this is a very special broadcast to me because this is my last newscast as a student. The class of 2020, as we all know, has had everything pushed out of whack, but that doesn't stop us from doing what we love. It's been an incredible two years talking on the radio with you all, and I hope to do this again sometime down the road. At one of the lowest points in my life, this station gave me a helping hand. It is with a heavy heart that I say goodbye, and I was never good at goodbyes, so instead, I say till we meet again. And when things are back to normal, I await your embrace. 
This is CSUN grad Esteban Reynoso, signing off. Godspeed, everybody.